everyone, and welcome to episode 235 of the Pixels Inc. podcast, brought to you by Comics Gaming Magazine. I am your host, Cody Orm, and joining me is our editor-in-chief, Brennan Fry. Hello. And our movie expert, Phil Brown. That's me. How's everyone doing today? I'm okay. It's been eh, a you know. relatively slow week in the comics and video game world. Yes, indeed. Yeah, it's been slow for the most part, yeah. Yeah. I'm sure it's the calm before the storm. Yeah, something's got to happen. Mm-hmm. We all need to like collectively recuperate after all the switch information from a few weeks back. Mm-hmm. I actually wouldn't be surprised if a lot of the companies right now are just kind of taking a step back because that's still all the rage. That and Conan. Yeah, yeah, that's and the Conan, Conan Exiles. Game. Yep. That game. Have you heard about this game, Phil? Nope. It is a game. Uh, well, it's in early access right now, so it's not finished. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, the big thing is, obviously, there is a um, a boob bigger slider. Oh, sweet. Um, Proportion slider, you Yeah, say, thank yeah. you. That's that's what I was trying to th- say. And also an endow- endowment slider. Oh, yeah. hey. Gotta finally. Be equality at last. Exactly. Yeah. Right? That's, the kind, that's the kind of equality we've been asking for yeah, in the yeah. game world. That's what I've so. been asking for since day one. <laughs> Apparently, it's not that good. Um Jake did a preview for it. Right. And, uh, but it's, the main uh, takeaway is that you can make big dinks. Yeah. Okay. Cool. You should read his preview. It's all awesome. innuendos. Nice. Yeah. It's pretty funny. Okay. Uh, but we'll jump into game news and I uh, will start off on a, on a down note. South Park, the fractured butthole has been delayed. Ah, uh, but not surprising. Yeah. But still, ah. Uh, it kind of sucks, right? I had a feeling that might happen because I said that they were finally opening Book of Mormon in Australia and uh, Trey and Matt were doing like a huge publicity tour. Yeah. And I was like, well, if they're doing that, they can't do the game. <laughs> <laughs> That's not good. Well, I mean, I'm sure most of the development has been finished because there was a playable demo at e3 so there's something there oh for sure but i I mean like like they also had infrastructure in place from the last one that's true yeah and uh those guys are huge perfectionists how much they're not gonna put it out until they do and make sure they do every joke yeah but how much do they like put in in terms of like development um well i mean in terms of like playability they're they're I yeah, mean, ba- I mean that's basically uh, who is it they're working with now? Ubisoft. It's Ubisoft. Yeah. Ubisoft. That's basically Ubisoft's domain, but I mean they're like huge perfectionists and tinkerers. So yeah, they will that be looking sense. over everything and making sure if there's an extra poo joke they can add in, they will <laughs> add it in. So did they say when it's delayed to? So there's not an exact date yet, uh, yeah. but it's been delayed to the 2017-2018 fiscal year. Uh, so, um, so maybe Christmas. No, it could it could be any time this next little while oh because their fiscal year starts in like april oh right yeah so was it anytime after april 28 the 2018 fiscal year starts in april no uh the 2017 year fiscal year starts in april so it's 28 2017 2018 so it could be anytime from april to sometime in the fall oh i see i thought it was supposed to be like on the line before like 2017 turned 2018 it would be a lot easier if companies you know followed actual years yeah yeah, but i mean that's not how things are done. okay well i mean that makes sense maybe sometime by the summer yeah i'm sure they'll want to get it cranked out before uh the next season in the fall at the very least yeah i mean that would probably makes sense if you maybe even a release that coincides with that mm, yeah very possibly capitalize on that south park hype for sure i mean i'm uh i'm, I'm of the assumption that it's good for that a game gets delayed because it just means that they're gonna put more uh 
more effort into yeah, it. Yeah, and the last one got delayed so many times. Yeah, like, exactly. This is not like a huge surprise, right? And it makes sense too because it's like South Park Studios designing everything and writing everything, and then Ubisoft is doing the mechanics of the gameplay. So like, there's a lot of hands passing things around. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people double checking things. And, like, I can't yeah. see it being a lot of actual coding, but I can see it a lot of just the back and forth is just causing. Totally, it. yeah. Slow things yeah. down, and Tran Matt had to like do a season of the show, and then I'm sure they weren't super anxious to get right back into it after that. Can't imagine so, yeah. Now they're off doing this, and blah, 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 blah. But that's too bad, because it was scheduled to come out in, like, March, right? So Fall, was, originally. Yeah. yeah, I don't know, but the most recent one mm-hmm. was, yeah. was March, from what yep. I recall. So it could just be pushed back <sighs> two months. It honestly could just be pushed back a month. I, mean, I yeah. know, but it's just, I remember last time this went on for a year. Yeah, so that's true. <laughs> I'm just not thrilled Sit about it. Sit back and enjoy the ride, I guess. Um, but moving on. Yeah. Uh, so this is something I was hoping we can get into a little bit of a discussion about. Mm-hmm. Uh, E3 2017 yep. is open right. to the public. Yeah. Now, it's funny because when you talk to people who are in the who, who aren't in the games industry yeah they love this this is a yeah. great idea um then everyone i know that's in the industry does not yeah i i'm gonna i'm gonna throw it out there e the the floor show of e3 is not that fun yeah it's a bunch of booths where there's not much playable it's just a bunch of things going on mm-hmm. and then there's like four hour lines yeah and now those lines will be longer and those lines are gonna be long. The press don't have to wait. That's on those not lines gonna affect us. Oh, okay. Yeah. The press don't wait on those lines unless you really want. This to. This isn't an elitist point. thing. It's yeah. just oh. it doesn't make sense because yeah. E3 is not supposed to be. Um, it's a trade yeah, show. It's a history event. Yeah. 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 Um, and but, like all the videos and everything are made available within seconds. Yeah. Yep. So like. Uh, and that's the other thing too. I question like if you get a pass, are you allowed to go into like the Bethesda conference or something no, like that? You won't be able, that? You won't, uh. Basically, what you do is you get to go to the show floor, and the yeah. show floor, in all honesty, doesn't have that much for. The average person. Yeah, that's that's the thing. I don't. I don't a know. Spectacle. A lot of a lot of my friends are really excited for it, and I was like, guys, this isn't this isn't good. And yeah. Uh, the other thing I'd question too is just like you know, there's a lot of developers out there who are essentially rock stars in yeah. the video game community, and um, they have to use the show floor just like everyone else. They have to mm. cut around. They're going to meetings and things like that, and um, they don't get held up because everyone there is. There for professional, work. yeah. They, they have a they professional decorum. They need to. Uh, I've seen uphold. I've seen some journalists break that, but their handlers push them away pretty quickly. But yeah, it's they're not easy for like to. one person. Yeah, it's mm. hard for like fifty. You mm. have like fans who are being legitimate fans. Yeah. They don't have uh, a, a code to uphold. Um, I can see that getting really frustrating. Mm. Um, I'm sure it's just a financial decision, just a way of making. Oh, it probably. More well, because E3 is becoming less and less relevant because yeah. companies are opting to uh, show their their material on their like their own when they want to yeah, yeah. Uh, you look at like Nintendo with their directs you look mm. at um, uh, Sony has the PlayStation blog and things like that they still reveal mm. stuff at E3 because there's still that like little bit of spectacle left yeah, there but for the most part you can drop news any point you want with YouTube directly yeah, yeah. to fans and yeah. it's going to generate just as much excitement yeah. and it won't get convoluted with the like just tide yeah. of other announcements too. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know. It's as someone who's you know like gone once so I'm, mm. I'm not an expert by any means. It just doesn't seem like it makes sense. No. I, I think I, I've gone 
10 years now? I've gone for a while. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I went, started in 2016, so that's like 10 years now. 2016 was last year. Yeah, so what? Over, I've gone for 10 years. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. I thought you said you got started in 2016. No. I was like, you're not quite doing the math <laughs> right there, buddy. <laughs> 2006. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. Um, and every year, the mo- they add a few more people that can get in. Like last year, they added like influencers. Right, right, right. And before that, they added a special like Xbox would invite some fans. Right, in. right, right. And you can always tell those people because they're the people that are running around. Those are the people that are waiting in lines. Yeah, yeah. Those are the people that are kind of breaking decorum in mm. a way. At a trade show, as unpopular as this might sound, we're there to do work. We're not there to have fun. Mm-hmm. So when Some of the work is fun. Yeah. Mm. Don't get me wrong. We enjoy playing some of that stuff. But if our jobs are made harder because we have to, like, meetings have to be delayed half an hour just to get from one meeting to another. Yeah. 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 That doesn't help. That's the that's anyone. the other thing too mm-hmm. is that like, it gets crowded. Mm-hmm. Like the the LA Convention Center is huge, mm-hmm. um, and it still gets crowded. Mm-hmm. I cannot see it being uh, any more packed than it was yeah. last year. I, I, but it will be, and that means I'm gonna have to put more like time between my interviews yeah. now. Well, that just means that all the influencers and fans will now just be paying customers. Yeah. It'll be the same number of slots, just I can imagine not so invitate, not as many invite-only situations. That could be what it is. Yeah, I mean, also you have a lot of the really important things from E three are behind closed doors, are in meeting rooms, yeah, 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 yeah. are completely away from anyone getting into them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you can't even get into that area without yeah. a badge. A lot of yeah. a lot of the like important things that happen happen well after the show floor is closed at yeah. at events outside of um, L A Live, the the area that they yeah. they hold the right. event. So, I mean. If you want to go and you're excited, be excited. That's it's cool. Sure. I, if mm. I wasn't in the industry, I would really want to go too. But mm. as someone that's worked, that's gone and everything, it just it doesn't seem to make sense. And I don't want people to go and then find out it's not what they expected. Yeah, it's unless, not. They're, unless they're changing it and they want to try and make it like a Comic Con type thing. But they don't. The publishers don't want that because they yeah. want. They have packs. That's they, what packs is for. Yeah. 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 yeah that's right. The yeah. publishers want a place where they can show the show the stuff in barcodes so no one knows about it till yeah. four days after E3 or yeah. a month after E3 or yeah, yeah. whatever. And then they kind of have time because a lot of these demos aren't ready for the public. A lot yeah, of these demos yeah. are broken yeah, for the yeah. most part. So you'll be going through it like, oh, I just fell through the world. Like, we restarted. Yeah. A fan would be like, what the hell? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, they're yeah. trying to pawn off broken software. Yeah, and a journal's like, oh, yeah, I understand. This is... Yeah, yeah. This is pre-alpha. This is barely yeah. a game. You're just kind of showing me a concept here. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's not really the things you show the fans. Yeah, it's weird. Oh. I don't. I, it's a weird thing. I'm not I'm not a hundred percent sure what I think about it. Yeah, it might just be an experiment. They did this for E for All. Uh, yeah. Early 2000s, where they had uh, two separate events: the industry event and then the public event. Oh, and they, okay. the public event was awful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think what it is is a lot of the big publishers pulled out of the show floor, so they need to make up that eighty grand that they would have yeah, paid. Yeah, so yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah I mean, like EA, <laughs> EA pulled the biggest uh, D move. I almost swear that's why I stopped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, by they literally they rent out the building right across from the LA Convention oh, really? Center. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, oh, okay. Well, EA's uh, conference. Their um, and everything they're showing is in mm. the one building that's in the same plaza as the LA Convention Center. <laughs> right, right, right. That's literally just like you you, you walk. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so I mean, like stuff like that. 
Yeah, it's probably um, just purely a financial thing. Yeah, because they, they got yeah. so big, they probably have a bit infrastructure. And the other thing too, so many for fans costs. to consider, yeah, yeah. even if they were allowed to go into um, the the actual like uh, showcases that yeah, they yeah. do, the um, they the there's, not events, there's not enough space. There's not space. There's not enough space, but they're also they are spread across the city. Oh yeah, yeah. Bethesda's was on the outskirts of uh, L.A. It was on you know, West Hollywood, I believe. Really? It was, it was in way an air, the hell It was literally there. in an aircraft hangar. Yeah, there was Weird. like barbed wire fences and everything. Like, um, oh, what was the other one? Sony's was in like right in the heart of downtown yeah. L.A., but like away from L.A. Um, yeah, the, it was like, near convention the center. University, I believe. Yeah, University of L.A. And uh, yeah. Microsoft's was in like a college, I think. Yeah. In uh, like a basketball state, uh, court. Um, yeah. So I mean, it's it's cool. Like I said, if you're a fan, be excited. Um, it's just yeah, keep, don't get your hopes. Uh, up. Hold your expectations uh, to to a, a minimum. It's, it's not designed to be a PAX. It, it's, it, it isn't going to function like a PAX. What it's going to be is basically you get to see the. And hell, most of these booths don't let you to go into them. Like they're locked off, so you can see yeah. the outside of a booth and be like, oh. Wonder what's going in there, and then you try going in. They're like, "Nope, you can't come in." I wonder how that's going to affect the celebrities that want to go, though, too. It's going to make like, it so they don't go. About, yeah, the think of, just um, go. Think about like how many times like Vern Troyer kind of just like, like scooted, scooted past by, yeah. us, or mm-hmm. like Snoop Dogg was there and things like that. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to like make it seem like non-industry people are all like savages, but mm-hmm. I think there's there are a lot of negatives that go towards it. Well, I mean, the thing is. You need it, this industry needs an event that is not public. It needs mm. an event where people can do their work, even though the work is games. It isn't necessarily fun. Mm-hmm. I wonder what this does for uh, something like Migs. Migs is not a public event. GDC is not a public event, and those events are becoming more and more press events because E3 is becoming less of press. Yeah, that's mm. what I'm saying. I wonder what it does to, for things like that. But I don't know. It's it's. Sign of the times, man. Sign of the times. It might even just be a year thing. It could be they they, need, yeah, it turns could just, out doesn't work. Yeah, I think it it what it is, they need to pay for the money. They yeah. need to kind yeah. of pay for that space. And if EA is not there, they need someone to pay the $100,000 they might put yeah. for the booth there. Because it feels do. fairly last minute of an announcement. Yeah, because it goes on sale like Monday? Yeah. Yeah, so the day that those tickets go event are the days the press Yeah, I believe uh, that's the day the press comes in, too. So, yeah. uh, I mean, whatever. It'll be interesting yeah. it's gonna be a mess it's it, i i can't see it being great the way it's functioning yeah but i've been wrong maybe it's gonna be the best e3 ever and <laughs> Who knows? Everyone's gonna have, then again last e3 was weird there was a lot of weird things that went on last e3 that i wasn't happy about so we'll see what happened last e3 i can't remember most There's of it a, a, numerous reports of people being drugged at vents oh i heard about that yeah but the like fans wouldn't be there those were literally date rape drugs oh. yeah that, that those aren't you won't see fans at those events, though. Those are just... If, if the companies can d- directly market to these fans, they'll have a few tickets for fans to pick up because they're going to want them. Yeah, but then that's how you get people not showing up to events, like the actual people that are going to yeah. write about these things. Like, it is a place to work, and, yeah, like, exactly. those events are places to network. It's not like... Like, yeah, some of them are awesome. Like, the Bethesda after-party thing was awesome. But, like, despite there being a popular band playing at the time, that was still a place to network with yeah, very much uh, so. with people. Um, and, and same with Sony's and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> sound like the biggest curmudgeons ever. Yeah. Well, no, because here's the thing. Like, there's no way that we can talk about this and not sound, like, uh, like really entitled 
because mm-hmm. that's and that's the thing that like trying to talk to people i'm not i'm trying not to make it well, seem like this oh way. this is my event it's not it's it's just uh well look at it this from way from a practicality standpoint you don't go you don't like uh, toy fair or uh gdc you don't have fans just randomly roaming around like my big the big, i love this guy i want to watch it talk about this like that's not what yeah. it's for mm-hmm. or look at uh, more industry-based events like a doctor's convention you would well, you might love doctors yeah they don't want you at their convention <laughs> yeah that's true um but i also think that part of the issue is uh a lot of E3 is turned into spectacle, right? Well, he, well, like you look at, go and watch uh, a conference from like you know the yeah. first time you came, uh, you went to E3 yeah. like ten years ago, and compared to last year, yeah, uh, the Sony event where Kojima okay. came on Cody, the stage down a light. The first stair. E3 I went to, there was light up ponchos. And Microsoft had Cirque du Soleil jumping around. Okay, never mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you go back a little bit further than that, then mm-hmm. where it there like was their a train at one point through E three, where their conferences were literally it was like a a small um, Japanese man from that that can barely speak English trying to convey a product and on a stage, yeah, with a podium in front of him and his notes. Like that's all. That's what they were. Um, a while ago. Yeah, a long like time over ago. Over 10 years That's ago. That's what they were, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they've since come into, like... Kojima showed up on a stage. <laughs> the, the curtains opened, and he walked down a ramp that made it look... That was, like, like Magneto in uh, X2 when he was escaping. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, there's so much more showmanship in it now. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, and, you know, Comic-Con was in a basement when it started. Yeah, you know, so exactly. This is, this is how, like, these things go. Yeah. I mean, I think that's why they have Fan Expo, and that's why they have PAX. Mm-hmm. But who knows? Maybe something else will come up, or maybe this is just the way the industry is going. And video games journalism is becoming less and less relevant because they're just going to put it toward all their information right to the fans. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing is, I think that's, uh, I don't know. That's lots, dangerous. Mm-hmm. There's lots of questions I have, but I'm not sure right now. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I'm just throwing s- hypothetical situations. Anyway, Psychonauts 2 got uh, got another publisher, too. That was a whole thing. So Psychonauts 2 went to Kickstarter, I believe. Right. And uh, part of the thing was that they were going to get uh, another publisher to help with it. Right. And they got uh, Starbreeze. Cool. So that's cool. It's not a choice, but whatever. What else have they done? Uh, the Reddit game. Uh, they did... Um that heist game, what's it called? Um, payday. Oh, Payday. Yeah. Oh, that's why Jordan's. No, he's a star reset in sales. I saw some like headlines that were uh, Psychonauts gets a payday. Oh, uh, that was working like, too. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's kind of cool. Psychonauts. Cool. People it's still fine. care about it. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. Fig, not Kickstarter. It was what? Fig. I hit fig, sorry. Oh, yeah, because Kickstarter has the potential that you fail and don't make any money. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't understand. Okay, this is going to be a little bit off topic again. I don't understand really? why uh, why companies go to uh, Kickstarter when you can go to something like fig or um, Indiegogo. More, yeah. Kickstarter has more uh, flair behind it. Yeah, brand name, more traffic, yep. more eyeballs. But then you could lose all that if people don't. Well, that's the risk. That's, yeah, it's, it's a risk versus a reward thing. You could yeah. get more money because fig usually won't go over the amount of money because of the way it's kind yeah. of structured. Whereas Kickstarter, you could double your money and be like, ah, I have $30 million. So I got like $50,000 for potato salad. Mm-hmm. That was stupid. That was amazing mm-hmm. at the same time. Um, and my final piece of news, uh, this just happened yesterday, not today, because mm-hmm. today's Friday, not Thursday. Sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, 
Humble Bundle is getting into the games publishing business. Mm. Cool. So why not? I mean, that's kind of cool. You see a lot of places like this, uh, like ScrewAttack did it a couple years ago too. They did one game. And then- uh, no, they did two AVGN games, and I think they're doing something else now too. Okay. So I mean, that's kind of cool. We should make it a CGM game. Yeah, what what happened in the CGM game, Goody? Uh, I was supposed to be ripped Anubis, I think. Oh, okay. That was, that was the idea. Yeah, everyone's ripped Anubis. Yes, everyone is is super jacked, and we, I don't know, fight Eurogamer. <laughs> I feel there's some problems with this. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's all the game news. All right. Take a little bit of a break. Thank our sponsors at Comic Bento, and uh, we'll be back with so, movie news. Yay. Shaq, do you have a need for comics and graphic novels? I do have a fixin'. Have well, a fixin'. what you need to do is go to comicbento.com and use the promo code CGMAG in all caps, and you can get $5 off a Comic Bento subscription. It goes right to your door. Yes! Five bu- Dude, five bucks? Five bucks. Five hey, guys, bucks. can five I get in on this action? Oh, yeah. Yes, you can. Whoa. You know what you have to do? Go what to comicbento.com and use the promo code CGMAG in all caps and get $5 off your Comic Bento subscription. Five whole dollars? Five whole dollars. Whoa! Comic Bento. Get it now. And we're back. And we've decided to not have mm-hmm. our ads uh, happen in the first third. It's bizarre that it splits up the it news is weird. Yeah, It, it does feels make like a sense. section that should go together. Yeah, news together. <laughs> it does what, make sense. What's separating like games from movies? I don't even I mean, remember when it happened. It just I, it I, happened I just one day, and I was like, it. I guess we had a conversation about that. <laughs> nope, I, remember. I, just, I just started doing it for some reason. I don't know why. He's like, I like no, the, you know what it was? Mm-hmm. I think we had an episode that was weirdly timed like yeah. we didn't have you weren't here that's what it was oh, so we yeah, lost yeah, the movie yeah, thing yeah, yeah, yeah. so we started do it like we didn't have movie news so i just did after the game that news. makes perfect sense a weird thing yeah 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 it just became a habit all right well oh, we're gonna go we back. talked about it now yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway yeah speaking of movie news yeah that's me all right so here we go it's, i have a bunch of yeah nothing huge this week but a bunch of weird little ones uh so first up uh so uh, Split, the M. Night Shyamalan movie, was number one for three weeks in a row. Wow. Pretty well guaranteeing that they will be doing yep. the sequel, which I guess we can talk about now. Yeah, Because sure. I didn't want to talk about when we reviewed Spoilers. it. Spoilers. But yeah, Split was a sequel to Unbreakable. And uh, yeah. so they're going to do Unbreakable 3 now. Neat. So just a comic book movie. I'm super excited He's just straight up making comic book movies now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm cool with that. Yeah, no, I'm totally fine with it. No, I, I like Split uh, quite a bit. In fact, like the more... I thought about it afterwards the more I liked it. And, um, yeah, I'm really uh, – and I love Unbreakable, obviously. Yeah. So I'm on board. And, yeah, I, uh, and my channel on tweeted recently that he'd finished the outline. So he has a – story's completely written, and now it's just a matter of – It's weird. We're now getting excited for Eminem Shyamalan movies again. I know. It's, I didn't I, see I feel that coming. A, I feel a little weird about that. Well, I heard a fun, I heard an interview with him where he said something that like felt like it explained everything that happened to me, which is that he said at a certain point um, he started making movies for his children because he wanted them to be able to come for his movies, and that's when he made uh, Lady in the Water and uh, The Last Airbender and After Earth, the Will yeah. Smith one, which are all kids' movies. Yeah. They're bad they're movies. All horrible. Yep. By far the worst ones. Like, I didn't love... I don't particularly like The Village, but it's not bad like those three yeah. are. And uh, and then, yeah, and then the problems I had with The Visit, his one before this, was the kitty content. Mm-hmm. And now he seems to be finally out of that. Nice. So I think it might be... Yeah, I think it might be getting back to kicking out the jams again. I never understood... The Visit was weird because the kids... It felt like a kid's 1980s adventures movie. Mm-hmm. 
with some really disturbing images. I'm like, is yeah. this for kids? I know, right? Like, it doesn't seem like kids should be watching totally, this. Totally, yeah. So, and that was my problem with it, too, is there were times where it was, like, so childish and times where it was clearly mm-hmm. not. Um, which, like, I, I get to an extent. Like, if I found that when I was 12, I would have been like, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. But that wasn't how it was sold. No. Um, you know, like, the Chucky movies, while they were like, it's not for kids, they were also, wink, wink, definitely for kids. Yeah. Rent this on video. So, uh... So yeah, that, so so anyway, when I heard him say that, it gave me hope. Now, it could also just be that he made one movie I liked in the middle of a career-long downward uh, spiral. Death spiral, gonna, yeah. That's going to include ruining my favorite M. Night Shyamalan yes, movie. Yes, possible. But I'm choosing to remain optimistic. That's fair. And I'm also and I'm also choosing to believe that he that the greatest twist M. Night Shyamalan ever proved was making us think that he was bad. <laughs> truth was, he was just biding time. To be I fair, I, I don't know if he's amazing again. It's just, no, he's, he's just also, not awful. For sure. And I also don't think he was ever like amazing, amazing, amazing. Like Unbreakable is by far my favorite. I like Sixth Sense had some... And Sixth Sense is good. It's really, I like I rewatched that recently and it yeah, still holds yeah. up even knowing the twist. Oh, like, totally. oh yeah, this is like, yeah, oh, yeah. I think at that point in time in like most pop culture, there's a lot, it probably still exists, but yeah. there's a lot of like hyperbole. It's like, yeah. oh, this guy's the next whatever. Yeah, right? yeah. So uh, M. Night Shyamalan made a couple good yeah, movies and like, there we go. We got I, the next I big know, director. Yeah, that's always the, the next Hitchcock right here. Yeah, yep. exactly. That's the thing is like I, I think he's very very good. I don't think he's ever he's made a perfect movie. I don't think he ever no. will. So I think that yeah, but yeah. Anyway, does he appear in Switch? He does. God damn it. Yes, of course. He, he's not going to do that. without it. But when what's interesting about it is that because it's set in the Unbreakable universe, yeah. I guess that means it's the same guy. Or there are two I M Night Shyamalan <laughs> in, in that universe. It's hard to say. But um, I thought, he was a doctor in the first one. Right? No, no, that was in um, uh, uh, something else. I forgot which one. I thought Unbreakable. He was the one in. Uh, no, like, that's actually his brother. Really? Yeah. No. Oh, I feel it. horrible. He's now. the guy who's. Yeah, you should. No, he's the. Um, he's like a scalper. At, oh, uh, outside yeah, the stadium. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's him. Um, so yeah. I remember that now. Yeah. So. I it, for some reason, I thought he was the doctor. It's his brother. Okay. Like, it sounds like him, and you don't quite see his face. Okay. So, like, it's easy. It's an easy mistake to make. Okay. No, because I was I actually, when I rewatched it before I wrote my article, mm-hmm. check that out, readers. Um, I, uh, yeah, I, was, I actually had went through the same thing where I was like, oh, I guess he does the doctor in this. <laughs> and I saw him again. He's like, did he do two parts <laughs> in Unbreakable? And I was like, no, no, no. Right, okay, I see what happened here. <laughs> All right. Next up, um, uh, this week, Paramount canceled both uh, the World War Z sequel and the Friday the 13th reboot. Sure. So those aren't happening anymore. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I kind of want the Friday the 13th. I do. Me too. I'm relieved about World War Z, but I've got no problem with them making more Jason I, movies. I, after the last Jason movie, that was Platinum Dunes, right? Yeah, yeah, that yeah. That was bad. I actually didn't mind that one. I mean, like the guy from Supernatural. Yeah, but we're talking Friday the Thirteenth yeah, here. Like, like they're all they're all bad. That's kind of part of the fun. That's there true. are a few that are kind of good, and then you're like, "Ooh, that's surprising." <laughs> <laughs> so that's the thing, because I felt the same way with the Friday remake. The first time I saw it, I was like, "How dare they do this to Jason?" And after I was like, "No, I mean, like that's no worse than anything else they've done." Didn't he have tunnels everywhere? Well, that was the only thing was they did try to humanize Jason in a way where I was like, "This isn't what I want. I don't want to feel for Jason." Well, he was like not. tunneling everywhere. He's hiding underground. Yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah. how he was. Every Everywhere at once, he's just like jumping his little hidey hole, running around. Exactly, yeah. There were little like things to try and explain Jason that were a little bit dumb, but no. Overall, I mean, like in particular, the like opening where like they like do the ending of Friday Thirteenth Part One with the mother getting decapitated, 
and then introduce a group of characters only to instantly kill them off with yeah. Blackout Jason and then start the movie. And mm -hmm. then, like, the title appears. Yeah. That was great. Oh, <laughs> no, I thought there were some really good ideas in that movie. Yeah. Well, there were some ideas in that movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> let's not, let's not. There's oh, some fun sequences yes. in it, for sure. But I just mean, like, in the grand, it, like, I'm, would no way, shape, or form claim it's one of the best Friday no. movies. It's just in the grand scheme of those 12 movies. It's not the worst. It's what still is the, the best Friday 13th movie? Uh, Part six, Jason Loves. Okay. Uh, I'd say yeah. two, I like. Two's good. Yeah. Yeah. I not like Jason X. I think the first. <laughs> no, Jason X is, of course, the best, Cody. Yeah. I think the first four and six are all pretty good. Yeah. And then the other ones are. Yeah. Like, I have a soft spot for Jason Takes Manhattan. Jason Goes to Hell. Because it's one bad. of the worst movies ever made. I really like um, the, the first one. Yeah, it's good. It's just, just not a Jason oh, movie. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, well, that's the thing. Well, that, the Friday the 13th didn't movie. A, yeah, mm. they didn't become a Jason movie until. Yeah. Oh, it's still a slasher movie. Yeah. It's a slasher movie. Yeah. It's like one of the early I, slasher yeah, movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Jason really and Jason has the best scare in that one. Yeah. yeah that's true. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, just, I really liked how, like, the like first-person perspective and all that kind of stuff. It was, was, it was, it was yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, but then again, that was already done in... Yeah. Uh, was it? Uh, Halloween. Halloween, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, that's true, too. It's all yeah. off of Halloween. Um, and I also feel like a lot of the stuff they did well in two, in one, they did better in yeah. two. But, uh, but, but then again, but yeah. look at the Freddy movie, like when that rebooted. Yeah, no, that was way worse. That was really bad. Yeah, that was way worse. But um, no, I just want there to be another Jason movie. That's, that's all. Like yeah. I, I went to see Jason X on opening night and was so excited. I was excited too. That, yeah. I love the the let excited. the body sit to the floor song for yeah, that trailer. Totally. I get excited every time. Yeah. Jason X had that one really great scene though, uh, and it was like a the face? simulation room. Oh yeah, yeah, with yeah, the, yeah. With the camping girls. Yeah. I it, still don't fully understand how he got upgraded. Yeah, yeah. No, because he got sense. thrown into the healing deck and right. then it healed him. And, yeah. and made him half space. robot? Yeah. Well, yeah, that's what it does. Yeah, the yeah. whole thing doesn't make a lot of sense. But no. it does have a couple good sequences. It's got that one, yeah, that one where you see Jason's fantasy, which is great. Yeah. yeah. It's got that one amazing kill where they put the girl's face in liquid nitrogen and then shatter it. Yeah. 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 And then it has the beginning where David Cronenberg was responsible for teeth and Jason, which is great. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah. Why not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or also that, like, sweet end sequence where the person was, like, floating back to the spaceship. And right. And Jason blindsides him, and then they go... <laughs> barreling back into Earth, thus yeah. setting up the sequel to Jason X. Yeah, Which yeah, never yeah. happened. That's right. It needs to happen. It never will happen. <laughs> no, never happen. That's the last in the and, timeline. None of them are without at least one good set. Like, even Five, which is, like, far and away the worst movie. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Is, like, is like the room or something. Yeah. Like, it's magically, it's magically <laughs> crappy. It's unbelievable. There's, like, like, people are killing people that aren't even Jason or even yeah. related to Jason. People are just dying all the time. Like there's, but it has the highest body count by far. But it's um, and Jason's not even in it, nor is Jason's mom. Um, so yeah, no, they're not all, but anyway, um, I just kind of hoping if only because I really want someone to make that black Friday, the 13th yeah, movie I that I keep it. talking about, but maybe that was it. Maybe like the concept wasn't as good as black Friday, the 13th. And they're waiting to get the pitch for black Friday, the 13th. So what is black Friday, the 13th? It's black. It's Friday. It's Jason. Uh, they, build, uh, so, um, Jason's been away for a while. Okay. And they build a mall where camp crystal rake. Yeah, sure. Be. Okay. And then oh, one, Black, one Friday. Black Friday, yeah, when like thousands of people are rioting in the store, Jason bursts through the ground and starts macheting through people trying to get the cheap TVs. <laughs> be amazing. And then they're like, "Who's going to stop him?" And they're like, "Well, we have that employee in housewares." And Ash comes out, with <laughs> and it's Jason versus Ash. See, I mean, like, it writes, that someone pitched that. It writes itself. I mean, I've been talking about it for years, but no one. Well, I know of. 
<laughs> someone, someone needs to though. It's about time. I'm surprised. Like at some point, somewhere, someone, someone must said. Have come out. I mean, like Black Friday happens Black Friday every year, 13th. and they're talking about Friday the Thirteenth movies every year. So yeah. just someone must have brought it up. Eventually. Like, what if we did that? No, that's dumb. Okay. I'm okay. sorry. Couldn't agree less. <laughs> um, it's a great idea, and someone better do it. All right. Here's a weird one. So Coolio was interviewed this week, which is weird enough in and of itself. That's pretty weird, yeah. <laughs> Why? But he said that um, they were asking about his role in Batman and Robin, oh, yeah. and he said the only reason that he was in it is Joel Schumacher promised that he would be the main villain in the next Batman movie. There was like a cameo setting it up, Why? and that, of all things, he was going to play the Scarecrow. Sure. Yeah. And okay. Which is so bizarre. I can't tell. I don't know if that's true or not. I feel like that was probably a lie on Joel Schumacher's part. Like, yeah, you'll be scarecrow. Like, can it's you cool. imagine Coolio as scarecrow? Yes. No. So bizarre. That would be the best. Yeah. So bizarre. It would have been really intriguing. And then, yeah, so that happened. And then also he said that when they got to the point where they were discussing making the fifth movie yeah. before it got abandoned, that like he was still in the running for Scarecrow, and the other major candidate was Nicolas Cage to be Scarecrow. Oh, sure. I still want Nick Cage's Scarecrow, though. That'd be yeah. great. Like sure. I've actually, I remember being in high school when um, when they were still doing the the Dark Knight trilogy. Yeah, yeah. And I was telling, well, I guess, yeah, I was saying how I wanted Nick Cage to be Scarecrow instead mm-hmm. of Cillian Murphy. Yes, thank you. Cillian Murphy was. He wouldn't. Nick Cage wouldn't have fit into that universe. No. But in the Tim Burton universe, Maybe he would have been a great like, Scarecrow. Like a schizophrenic. Dude with a bag over his head? It would have been too much. <laughs> Nick Cage would have been too much in that. He wouldn't have been we able to... We don't want a bad lieutenant. Well, here. I mean, like, Nick Cage can be a credible, believable actor, but that's not the Nick Cage I want doing Scarecrow. No. You know what also I mean? I think he'd be a good Zaz. Sure. Yeah, he would be good. Yeah, why not? Yeah, but... So, anyway, Sorry. that was just weird Stop. stuff. All mm-hmm. right, next up. This one I kind of like... Uh, as Amazon has purchased a series from Nicholas Winding Refn, the guy that did Drive yeah. and the Pusher <coughs> movies, and it's apparently... Uh, it's called Too old, uh, old to Die Young, and it's a crime series uh, set in Los Angeles. That about sounds a group of neat. Of char- various characters who go on existential journeys from killers to becoming samurai, whatever that means. And it was co-written, every episode was co-written by him and Ed Brubaker, my favorite comic book writer. Okay. Um, so I'm, I'm so excited. I can't wait. And Reffin's going to direct every episode. So they become samurai. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know what that means. That was just one thing I found in one press release that I couldn't verify in other press releases. Oh, okay. And then Ed Brubaker, uh, I'm on his email list because I'm a really cool dude. And you you said, are the coolest of dudes. And he said that the show, that yeah, there was he'd been teasing that he was working on a crime project for a while that he couldn't talk about. And he said this was it, and all he's allowed to say is that it's a crime project. That sounds awesome. That actually sounds really awesome. So I'm so into that. And they said that they it, he, it's going to be more in the style of the Pusher movies as, to for, as, as opposed to his more abstract art trash movies he's been doing lately. Oh, okay. Which I'm all for because the Pusher movies are actually incredible. What else did he do? I uh, did Bronson, yeah. Pusher movies, Drive, um, Only God Forgives, and then uh, the Neon Demon. I mean, that is a weird movie. Only which one? Neon Demon. Yeah, I like it a lot. Like I don't, I don't know what I think about. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on. Well, I feel the same way about it that I do about both Drive and Only God Forgives, where. I think a lot of them are like kind of pranks almost. I think like what he's doing is he's essentially making what would have been a like sleazy drive-in movie. Yeah. Like the concept of a sleazy drive-in movie that would have been like a smart one. Yeah. Where you'd be like, oh, in terms of the like young girl getting destroyed by Los Angeles parable, this one was kind of clever. Yeah. And then he does it as a super pretentious art movie. Yeah. Which <laughs> thus then really, really pisses off the super pretentious art yeah. people because like this is all empty. But you're like, yeah, and? <laughs> and uh, and yeah, so I think he's like a lot of it's just well, like. Well, Drive had some depth pranks. to it. 
Did it? Eh, no. no. That's no. what I mean. Like, it was, it was, was just pretty. pretty. It has the yeah. language suggesting depth. And that's what I find intriguing about yeah. them, is that they're they're empty movies that he shoots to make you think like they're more important yeah. than they are. Awesome soundtrack. And there's something I kind of like about that. There's a lot of, a lot of like introspection messing. scenes with him just driving and looking off in the distance. Totally, yeah. It and could be his existential crisis. Or it could know. be just mood because it looks cool. <laughs> yeah. And that's what I like about it. And is I feel he like wants he's... to put that killer song in that scene. Totally, yeah. <laughs> and that's what I like about it is I feel like he's very deliberately doing that to mess with people. Um, and I find it fun. But at the same time, I would have zero... And the, and the main reason I feel that way is because, like, the Pusher movies are very well written and very okay. specific and very easy to follow. And he got into this style later. So I'm excited. If that's what it's going to be, Ed, no one would be better to write that with him than Ed Brubaker. And I can't wait. So that's coming to Amazon. Also, um, uh, Netflix has an animated Castlevania series. Yes. Yeah. I don't, yeah. Has it been confirmed as animated? I know yep. it, it has been. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I want it to be live action. Because at one point they were describing it as Game of Thrones S. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I was hoping it to be live action. Yeah, no, it's going to be animated. And the quote I read from the producer was that it would be, quote, are rated as, and then a four-letter yep. word starting with that. And then they also, the it's, uh, Warren Ellis did it? Yeah, he I, wrote every episode. That's, and it was written intriguing. like two years ago. Yeah, because animation, that's why it took so long. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm intrigued, um, but yeah. So anyway, that's... Also, like, I'm kind of curious what animation style they're going to pick, because yeah. are they going to go with the kind of the really high-end animation of like... Um, like an anime style, like very kind of That's phonetic. Like picture or, it being, yeah. Or are they going to try to go with more realistic kind of Western style animation? I'd imagine it would be an anime. I would hope for an anime. I yeah. would think. Just because there's no like American animation, animation that, studios anymore. Yeah, they I mean, could do it in the American I, style. I could see like a Madhouse that did, um, what's that, what was that series? Um, Afro Samurai? I could see right. that kind of animation. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I, I, did, I did even that feel kind of anime influenced, didn't you? Well, that was an, it was yeah, Madhouse, yeah. which yeah, is yeah, yeah. it was the most Western anime that right, exists. Right, 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 right. Yeah, I, that's what I figured would be Western anime. Yeah, yeah, like done by a Japanese studio. Yeah, but to a design that's like Western totally. style. I, I picture it looking like the covers to old Castlevania yeah. games moving. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, very. I'll find. Well, they all look like anime characters, so just that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Totally. I'd be cool with that. But anyway, I thought that was cool. It's interesting that it was Warren Ellis of all people. I'm, I'm just. Yeah, I, I, I just want to know the look because there's there are Western animation studios that do a lot of kind of CG mixed with animation. Yeah, that they which wouldn't be as good. Then again, the people that do um, the Warner Brothers stuff, I'd love to see that. Like, yeah, that'd be yeah, fine yeah. too. But that's it's kind true. of anime inspired too. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Well, yeah, but uh, anyway, that's so yeah, that's going to be coming out in the next year. Cool. So that's, I guess, I'm interested to see it. Yeah, me too. Um, and finally, this is a weird one. This is more for you, Cody, because this seems more like your generation. Okay. Uh, the Kate McKinnon has signed on. You know who Kate McKinnon is, of yeah. course, to be the voice of Miss Frizzle on the Netflix reboot. Oh hell yeah! I heard about of the that. Magic School Bus. That yeah. sounds dumb. Mm-hmm. That sounds really dumb. <laughs> I, I, I'm happy that the Magic School Bus is coming back. Yeah. I, I don't think it needs to. <laughs> I, I think we. It, you could just go hey, back and watch. They're cartoons. <laughs> it can let go me, back and watch the same episodes. Even as a teenager. When were you I was really in stoned? Class, mm-hmm. class. Mm-hmm. No, as a teenager in science class, when that the, the, the like the VHS thing came like and they roll it in because they for some reason kept a VHS player even though like DVDs. Those. Well, yeah, they didn't want to update their Bill Nye tapes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's that was yellow. You were hoping. Like, yeah, it's got to either be Bill Nye yeah. or 
the magic school bus. Yeah. But I, I feel in it's high school, you're a little too old. Yeah, I feel like I would have been insulted old. if they were playing magic school <laughs> yeah, bus that in stuff's like the most simple stuff ever. Whatever. Yeah. Like Man. photosynthesis works like this. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'm thinking of like elementary school, grade six. Thinking, yeah, that I, was I think it's school, more middle school. Would be yeah. Whatever. Yeah, I, I'm happy. Yeah, I like the magic school bus. They, have to, they have to get another. I, they have to keep the old theme song though. One would hope. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Or they'll have like a hip hop remix. No, I, I want just a weird dubstep remix of that mm. thing. All it's right. iconic. And <laughs> I think of how much more iconic it would be with some fat beats, Cody. That's very true. Uh, yeah. And finally, this that is very exciting for me, which is why I saved okay. it to the end. Um, starting in January 2018, mm-hmm. there will be a new uh, arena-based stunt tour okay. called Fast and Furious Live. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, wrestling. No. <laughs> I'm joking. Fast and Furious. <laughs> That's there'll, be to- cool. there'll be Tokyo drifting. Oh, Ideally, there will be bald men wrestling. Yes, I'll be disappointed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. With wrenches, maybe? Exactly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I like this. I-, I can get on board for that. I'm really behind. Yeah, I'm really into this. I like this a lot. Um, it, I mean, obviously, like, they better have recording of Vin Diesel or footage of him talking about family. Or oh, it's yeah. not going to feel right. I, 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 I want before air. before anything... Any event starts, instead of yeah. saying go, they say we do it for the family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then or they start. Ideally, they'll use that, like, Tupac hologram yeah, yeah. technology. <laughs> um, but I would like to see The Rock beat up some jabronis, though. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. Again, holograms. That's fine. Mm. Or it would have some guy that Hologram has, a, rock. like, a bad, like, rock face mask just kind of beating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you are not The Rock. You are, like, <laughs> one tenth. Skinny. Is <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> this is kind of bad. Absolutely. But anyway, I, I just couldn't be more excited. No, that's, that sounds awesome. As far as I'm concerned, 2018 can't come fast enough. Yep. That's and cool. 2017 yeah. just started. I know. Literally just started. <laughs> I know. I know. But if we can make it through 2017. We can do it. The good news is there will be I a mean, live Fast and the Furious tour going worldwide. <laughs> I know, but we all have a reason to now. Yeah. Everyone's got to get together and play nice <laughs> yeah. for at least 12 more months so that we can all see this Fast and the Furious Stadium tour and go out in style. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And then 2019, mm-hmm. that's over. <sighs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Why don't we get 2020? Let's be clear here. <laughs> well, that's it. There was no news story to top that. <laughs> no. no. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Shall mm. we get over to uh, some uh, film discussion? Or do we want to do game discussion first? Why don't we do movie reviews first? Because I should probably okay, go after okay. we do movie reviews. All right. So, and this is why, and this is also why an ad break would go perfectly right Yeah, yeah no kidding. That's yeah. true. Um, but anyway, I'll stop giving Cody a hard time. Now, uh, so yeah, I have uh, two things to talk about this week. Um, I guess I could talk about three because we could talk about Justice League Dark really quick yeah, if you guys I'd want cool. to. Well, I've seen that too. So. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. And did you watch Justice League Dark? Yet? No, you haven't yet. yet. Okay. We were so, apparently not cool. That's yeah. the answer. Yeah. So, yeah, Brennan, review, Justice though. League Dark, did you enjoy it? I loved it. Okay. I also enjoyed it. Yeah. I didn't love it. I uh, liked it a lot. I liked the characters. I didn't think the story was very good. Yeah, yeah. That was my I, I liked too. Constantine being a dick through the entire movie mm-hmm. because at no point in that movie was he a, a good person. Absolutely. He was always just an Which asshole. Is how Constantine should be. Yep. And, um, yeah, no, I liked, um, I liked, yeah, I liked, him, I liked his characterization a lot. Yep. I liked, I liked what little swamp thing there was. Looked amazing. Yeah, it, it felt it, right. I loved how it kind of, that kind of building up and kind of breaking down as he yeah. came Definitely, yeah. Definitely, they kept with the elemental Alan Moore concept. I also it was kind of, cool to finally see that move. I also kind of like the fact that he did not care about the, the anything that was like, what about this thing that's going to happen to Ben? Yeah. Ah, I'm good. Bye. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, no, it was a great rendition of that character. I found Dead Man a bit irritating. Uh, yeah, I didn't like him. Yeah, just too many one-liners. Yeah. Like, I know he was always kind of a sarcastic yeah. uh, wiseacre, but 
Yeah, that was a little much. But no, overall, I really enjoyed it. I think it's probably the best of the like incontinuity DC movies and that they've so done. It was Satana. Yeah, Zantana and um, uh, Etragon the Demon, which yep. was so cool to see. Yep. Um, and, and Batman. The, they did ba- the, the rhyming dialogue and everything. And Batman, of course. I love how Batman just like, huh. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the entire movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be like, well, he was like the Dana Scully. He was yeah. like, there must be a rational explanation for this magic gem. <laughs> but um, the yeah, I thought it was totally enjoyable. I thought, yeah, of the incontinuity ones, it was by far the best. I really hope that they do more Justice League Dark because these characters are great and it's fun to actually but, I mean, see. Spoiler, yeah. not all of them made it through it. Well, Any no. Spoiler. No. But like and the, the important ones did uh, some of them eh. but um yeah it would just be yeah I, I i thought it really worked i feel like just like when they did the suicide yeah. squad animated movie a few years ago it's mostly like a proof of concept to be like see this can work now let's make that live action one but i don't want to live i don't because we've already seen constantine live action mm-hmm. that was that nbc show mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it wasn't they bad movie for it too, didn't they? they did they did yeah. i can't reuse one yeah that was bad yeah. that was count. bad yeah uh, I mean, it's fun, but it's bad. Yeah. Um, but the uh, Just Leave Dark, Constantine works better as an animation because you need those nonsense effects that mm-hmm. make the movie so big budget that it would make it uh, prohibitive. Yeah. Because, like, the the, uh, the Keanu Reeves one didn't make any sense. And yeah, it just yeah. had random special effects every once in a while because, yeah, yeah. hey, we can afford this scene. Let's make this scene. Well, totally. But if they can call it Justice League Dark and yeah. make it part of the thing, then they can get the money to well, then you have uh, Ben and Affleck as Batman in there I know but he doesn't have to be part of the team it's not required um, mostly Affleck's I just Batman want Batman is good though mostly yeah. I just yeah it's alright mostly I just want a uh, a uh, you know I want a big proper Swamp Thing movie more than anything and I know that that's never going to happen in isolation even though it should so I want this Justice League movie to make it happen for that's me it, 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 I, I think they uh Presented a good case for all those characters. And those characters that most people never even heard of before. Yeah, definitely. And it, that and the Justice League Dark live action movie is still happening. It's just yeah. unfortunately Guillermo isn't directing it anymore. But he's still producing it and That's writing it and stuff. I'm sure it was just a control thing. I'm sure at a certain point they were like, okay, but it's got a link into these. And he was like, okay, I'll supervise and design. <laughs> and you can let someone else deal with all that nonsense that I don't want to deal with. Yeah. Um, all right, but... Uh, so yeah, so that was pretty good. Check that out. And uh, theatrical stuff. First up, we have uh, John Wick Chapter Two. I this one I'm excited for. Yeah, review, this was uh, such a treat. <laughs> so yeah, John Wick. Uh, yeah, it was a bit of a surprise a few years ago. Uh, low budget action flick starring Keanu Reeves, directed by a pair of stuntmen. Um, really, really fun. Yeah. Um, I thought because a because it was directed by stuntmen, they did a great job of doing physical action, mm-hmm. full contact. Yada, yada 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 but also they had a really strong sense of style and i really like it sort of combines the um the like really terse uh characterization of like a walter hill movie yeah. where everyone talks in like shorthand and everyone yeah. knows stuff that you never find out about and then also the like um like uh expensive elegance of like a michael mann action movie yeah. where everyone's way too well dressed and every composition <laughs> is way too tight and then just pure silly hong kong action it was a fun combination they did it again and pleased to announce that it does not disappoint in any way shape or form Are, is everyone still immaculately dressed absolutely okay. and uh they definitely have more money so the action's more elaborate it starts with an amazing opening action scene where like uh john wick is essentially using his car as much as his fists and his and his guns yeah. as a weapon um which is delightful so um and it's him get, going to get his car back with a new dog um so it's sort of deliberately being like huh, like a wink wink yeah. repeat sequel and then after that um someone shows up at his house 
um, from his past who he has a blood oath to. And they say, John Wick, you got to come out of retirement. And he's like, you know I'm retired, even though I just killed all those guys seconds ago. <laughs> and he's like, I don't care. you got to come out. And John Wick's like, I'm not doing it. And then John Wick goes to his house. So then to convince John Wick to do it, the man from his past takes out a grenade launcher and blows up his house. So then John Wick... <laughs> Then John Wick walks on foot from his house because his car is destroyed. Walks on foot with his dog to the Continental Hotel from the last one. <laughs> and he meets up with Ian McShane. And he's like, do I have to do this? And he's like, yeah, blood oath. And he's like, all right, I guess I'm doing it. <laughs> and then he goes to uh, and then he goes to Rome. Um, at which point I was like, I, I was it, it, I, I would at which point I was like, oh, this is fun because this is now turning into like kind of an old fashioned Euro trash action movie. And then just as I had that thought, Franco Nero, the original Django, showed up as the <laughs> Ian McShane Italian equivalent of the Rome, Rome Hotel. And then John Wick does the the last job and surprise, surprise, doesn't work out that way. And all of a sudden he's being targeted by countless assassins and yada, yada, yada. It's great. Um, so, yeah, everything you like about the first movie is back. The action's even bigger. The... Only one of the two directors returns, but he did a really strong job with this. There's a bit towards yeah. the end where he's like cross-cutting between several fight scenes at once. That was really well done. Um, and yeah, it's just everything about the first one just amped up a little. It's really like the platonic idea right. of an action movie sequel. So everything you liked, a little bit more of that. And then it cuts out right before it gets annoying, setting up a third movie that I actually would have zero problem seeing because now, the concept's fantastic. Now, does Keanu uh, Reeves uh, stay in that character and kind of make that character's own as he did in the first one? Sorry? Well, in the first one, John, um, the first one, Keanu Reeves really made John Wick his own. Did yeah. Like, it continue? Oh, yeah, it's okay. the same thing. No, it's a perfect part for him because okay. he gets to do all the physical stuff that he's really good at and then... Like, no talking at all. Exactly. Like, the point of the performance is don't act. As little promotion as you can possibly give, which is right in Keanu Reeves' sweet spot. So, no, I I thought he killed it again. The cast is really good. There's, yeah, like, Franco Nero, like I said. Who else was in it? Um, uh, oh, the guy from The Warriors. The Warriors yep. come out to play. He's, he's in, in it. Yeah, he's in it. Um, Common's in it. Ruby Rose. She's in everything um, though. Oh, I know. Um, and she plays, yeah, like a, a an assassin who doesn't speak, which again works out <laughs> perfectly for her. She's not a great actor. And she's not. Yeah, she's not great. <laughs> but she's got presence, yes. and she can jump kick like nobody's business. So uh, yeah, no, and yeah, no, and then Common. Yeah, there's this fantastic uh, scene where Common and Keanu Reeves are trying to kill each other in public without drawing attention to each other. So they're like. <laughs> Like putting their guns behind their back and shooting between people, and like no one's noticing that they're like having a gunfight in the middle of public. It's incredible. So, uh, so it's yeah, it's worth seeing that. Oh, it's I'm, fantastic. I'm yeah, it. like I wouldn't. Yeah, um, if he, I need to see it again to be certain. But I wouldn't. I'd say it's about as good as the first one. I wouldn't say it's better just because the first movie, in addition to being stupid and silly and funny and super violent, was also like really really tight. And there's a certain like simple elegance to it where everything kind of really fell right into place and didn't feel like there was a second spared this one's a bit more loosey-goosey in both good ways and bad in that like there's way more violence um but also it just doesn't feel quite as concrete but um at the same time um they did a good job of like expanding that network of assassins without ever explaining everything it's the same deal where you're just like everyone's three steps ahead and you're like what's going on um because now there's yeah you find out that like when someone sets up a job they call a hotline and there's a group of uh tattooed rockabilly girls who what? run an old-fashioned like plug-in switchboard. Yeah. yeah switchboard and they're the ones that yeah assign the what? assassination 
again just because who knows yeah why not it right. fits, fits in yeah it didn't it, it was was one of those was like what's going on oh yeah and right of course it was that kind of thing okay. it was like the gold coins you're like why did they do this well there's no point in me asking so, <laughs> so um it doesn't actually explain anything more of the world it just kind of expands exactly it expands okay. it and you get a little more details without it feeling like you understand it okay um which is exactly what you'd want yeah so, you don't want to know how this world works yeah. you just want to kind of have a peek exactly inside exactly and uh, oh and lawrence fishborn's in it and he's hysterical he over villain? What is he doing? Uh, he plays one of the assassins who has a network of hobos in New York who what? are all assassins, and he just has them wander out because no one would think a hobo would be up to anything, and they're secretly, like, monitoring everybody and killing people on the sly. Okay. Um, and he communicates by sending out messenger pinion- pigeons with uh, SIM cards in them <laughs> that you put <laughs> in your phone rather than sending texts so no one can check them. Um, yeah. It's, that doesn't make any sense. Oh, it's great. It's great. Um, so, yeah. So, John Wick, Chapter 2, everything you'd want it to be. Okay. And then the next one I'll talk about is the Lego Batman movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, which was a delight. Yep. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, the Will Arnett uh, Lego Batman that was the sort of uh, scene stealer hit. from the uh, Lego movie. And, uh, oh, I just realized the IMDb Lego Batman movie I picked up to get the cast and credits list is actually the direct-to-video not so good like a Batman movie. There's two of them. Uh, yep, it was okay. one of those. So anyway, yeah, this was uh, this was great. Um, so it uh, starts with like a blank screen and yeah. it's saying, "All serious movies start with a dark screen. That's how you know they're good and they mean something." And look at those logos. Look how dark those logos are. <laughs> That's not a normal Warner Brothers logo. That's a dark logo. And like, and right then I was on board. Um, yeah, it's a really fun kind of. Well, what's interesting is that, like, it it is to an extent a parody of big bloated superhero right, right. movies, but it's specifically a parody of the big bloated superhero movies that take themselves too seriously, yeah, right. which is fantastic because that's what Warner Brothers is specializing in yeah. in their live action area. And then over in the animation one, they did, like, a perfect parody of it. And I thought that was great. And, um,. And yeah, from uh, there, yeah, it sort of is. It's just like uh, it starts with a plot where Joker has literally like almost every Batman Rose Gallery villain you can imagine, including like Orca, the half whale man, <laughs> like all these weird deep cut ones. And he does a big plot. It was a big plot. Batman obviously comes in and beats them all up by himself. And then the Joker just does the classic speech of, you know, we were made for each other sort of thing. And well, and it's like. No, I don't consider you my favorite villain at all. And Joker's so crushed and heartbroken <laughs> that he's determined to get revenge to prove that he is, in fact, the great villain. <laughs> and then uh, Batman goes home, and he's just completely alone and has no friends or anybody. Just like, eats uh, microwave lobster and watches Jerry Maguire by himself, um, which is kind of sad. And then... Microwave lobster. That's right. Okay. And then um, uh, uh, Barbara Gordon takes over... Uh, for Commissioner Gordon and as Bruce Wayne he like instantly falls in love with her and then at the same time Alfred is determined to uh, get him a ward so that he has someone to talk to so he uh, uh, adopts a version of Dick Grayson who is just hysterically precocious played by Michael Cera Um, so what it essentially is is the sort of classic Batman needs a family to function storyline and what I what I like what I found kind of funny was because it's so bright and colorful and self-conscious and funny it is essentially like what the movie that everyone thought Batman and Robin was right. going to be. So it's actually a good version of Batman and Robin, which Weird. is crazy. Shouldn't be possible. Um, and it's it could not be more loaded with references awesome. to previous Batman stuff. Like there's in addition to them including almost every rogue gallery vi- uh, yeah. villain. There's yeah, there's references to every 
version of the movies. There's Frank Miller stuff. There's a bunch of Adam West stuff. There's even references to the old like 30s movie hmm. serials. There's so much in there that I'm sure I like. It'll take several viewings to catch everything, if even that's possible. So it's really made with a lot of love by people that adore Batman, while also gently mocking it and it felt like a perfect contemporary version of the adam west batman nice. which is pure pop art it's saying isn't this stuff silly while at the same time being very reverential mm. and proud of its origins the action scenes are fantastic when the joker uh enacts his grand evil plan he actually is sent to the phantom zone and brings down all the evil people that have been trapped in the phantom zone which are all uh, like the Lego movie pop culture villains from other pop culture. Conveniently all owned by Warner Brothers. I didn't notice that. <laughs> I was like, this is a weird collection. And then I was like, oh. <laughs> didn't want to fork out copyright. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, but it is great. It's great. Um, yeah, like I don't give, want to give away because it is funny who they chose. But like, for example, the gremlins are in it. Of course. That sort of thing. So that's a lot of fun. What about Pinky and the Brain? No, no, no. All movie stuff. Uh, weirdly enough. But, um... So, yeah, um, the cast is fantastic. Like, it's, it's crazy who else. And, like, the Conan O'Brien does the Riddler. Billy D. Williams okay. does uh, Two-Face. Um, Doug Benson does Bane, which is basically just the impression of Tom Hardy Bane that he does on his podcast all the time, <laughs> which is hysterical. So, like, even that stuff's a joke. Um, it was directed by the guy who directed Robot Chicken. Okay. So it very much has that kind of anarchistic spirit to it. Um, the only thing that I would say held it back is that ultimately – the like lesson of you should embrace family and you can't do everything by yourself isn't just a really really tiresome batman story right, right. it's also like the most cliched family film yeah. thing so when they get to the third act and they start hammering home the message it gets a bit tedious mm-hmm. um which is particularly noticeable because when the lego movie did their whole embrace imagination thing it was actually quite unexpected and powerful and, and really well really clever and right, smart right. so that was kind of a down that was kind of a uh a, a bummer um and yeah it does kind of get a little exhausting after a while but that being said uh it's an absolute blast and um i think yeah easily the best batman movie since the dark knight awesome yeah for sure so yeah um if you like if you like or hate batman it's for you awesome (laughs) i like i do both those things then perfect you're ready to roll so yeah very very entertaining very good time i want to see that movie you should excited Absolutely. And with that, I'm out. I gotta I'll go see, see you, Phil. I'm going to go see Fifty Shades Gr- Darker. I'm so excited. I expect to hear about it next all week. all about it next week. Mm. Yeah. Gonna does learn Danny to, Elfman gonna still do learn the, to love uh, again. Do this, does Danny Elfman still do the soundtrack? Did he do Fifty Shades of Grey? Yeah. That's right. I believe he did. That makes know. me sad a little bit. I don't know. Yeah. I, I know that Taylor Swift did the theme song, and I haven't listened to it because I don't want to wreck it for myself. <laughs> oh, I want to have that emotional mo- moment with me and T-Swift. While I'm seeing a little sweet light bondage. It's going to be great. Anywho. See you you next week, gang. So, going into what we've been playing. You been playing anything, Cody? Uh, Kind of. I, um... Well, not kind of. I have been playing. Um... uh, Age of Empires. That's not the game. Urban Empires. There we go. It's been a long day. Urban Empires is cool. I've talked about it a couple times on the podcast because I was really excited about it. It's uh, essentially... It's a SimCity, but with more. So I finally got a chance to sit down and really play it. And um, you the, you play the political game. So everything you do has to be voted on. Uh, you do that. Um, you know, there's a couple parties that are that are involved. Mm-hmm. So you have to try to like convince them that your ideas are correct. 
Uh, you also have to like it's uh, a Calypso game, so money's very important in it. Balancing money, they, they're they're super pro right. at making um, this specific type of of game, the city sim. Okay, that that's their bread and butter. And um, this one, yeah. So you have uh, obviously your budget you have to keep uh, in check, which uh, does come at a cost, meaning you have to tax people and their mm. uh, businesses and things like that. Uh, but every everything you do has to be uh, voted on, and um, you know you have your like ultra conservative, you have mm. your kind of centrist, your liberal, and you have to try to uh, get everyone on the same page. Uh, so everything is done at a vote, and during the vote, there's a um, there's like a meter where uh, you have your swing. Uh, like you have your like agree, disagree, and then you have your swing voters in the middle, and you have to try to convince them. Um, and a lot of that is due to how the party views you, and, or those parties view you, and those parties view you based on some of the decisions you make. So some of the proposals you make, uh, maybe uh, there'll be like random situations where it's like, oh, this person was talking smack about you. Well, what do you do? Do you go to the newspaper and talk smack about them? Do you ignore it? Do you take them aside and talk to them? Things like that. Um, and uh, you have to try to sway them by, you know, uh, trying to plead to them, uh, threaten them, or uh, there's another option I can't remember off the top of my head. It's really cool. Uh, you build districts. You have your, a uh, lot like civilization, you have your um, kind of like technology branch that you can uh, build as well that can bring you into different areas. Uh, but it goes into things like human rights and all that kind of stuff. And you have to keep Sweet. in mind. Yeah, you have to keep in mind, though, um, some of the stuff you try to pass, it has to be uh, in line with the times, right? So uh, if, if you want to pass a bill about, uh, you know, giving women the right to vote, you're not going to be able to do that in your first uh, first century of playing. Oh, because okay. Century. Yeah, Oh, because okay. uh, the, the game takes place throughout. Uh, it starts at, like, the Industrial Revolution. Oh, okay. And you um, – the whole goal is to keep your family in power uh, for as long That's as really neat. So you go from then to modern times. That's really neat. Um, and you have to keep those uh, those values in mind when you're making these decisions. And uh, it's it's a really it's a really interesting game. It's really difficult to master, and even with the tutorial, um, it's hard to. Uh, it, it doesn't give you a lot to work with uh, in terms of just like how you're supposed to play. So there's a lot of things I was doing and I didn't know what was going on because I was just that confused because there's so much. Uh, And I really like this style of game. So that's, that's saying a little bit about how complex it can be uh, almost to its detriment, but not completely. Okay. I really liked it though. Um, Hopefully I'll have the review in for tomorrow, meaning it'll come up. Uh, over the weekend probably not over the weekend probably next week maybe okay. later but uh if all things are go well <laughs> cool sounds good i've been playing a lot of uh 3ds i've been playing oh, yeah uh, corpse party oh yeah i wanted to play that what'd you think of it uh, it's okay i I, <laughs> I think jordan was way too generous for it like it's neat <clears throat> has some neat concepts i do like that kind of j-whore thing yeah i just it feels like a game maker game put on 3ds with some neat anime scenes every once in a while i'm curious because you um you stepped away from the 3ds for a while like two years yeah so the 3ds is um kind of that their thing is those weird niche japanese games 
and uh, Corpse Corpse Party at least seems like it would be up. It's there very or, niche. Like yeah. it, it's not bad. Like I don't think it's bad whatsoever. <coughs> I actually think it's um, really neat. Um, I don't know if I'll finish it, but I'm <laughs> enjoying fair. it. I've also been playing some Resident Evil 7. I'm okay. about done that game. That game is neat. I've heard very mixed reviews. Uh, um, I know Chris Carter loved it. He did the review for yeah, yeah. us. And I've also heard people saying uh, it's good. And then others have been saying, like Jordan played it. He yeah. said it's it's good. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. It's not as scary as uh, some people. I don't think it, it's not PT. Like people are expecting it. Oh, they're kind of banking in that PT vibe. Yeah. It's not that. Say, PT wasn't scary. No, it had some dark scenes in it though. PT was just weird. Um, PT played on tension a lot yeah. more. And I think that's where horror games really shine is when they play on tension. Yeah. Um, and, and it's really hard to build that. I think they did a really good job of building an experience that shows what Resident Evil could do and utilizing that universe in a way that makes it more creepy. Okay. I don't know if I... I don't care about Umbrella. I don't care about that universe. They could have made just a ghost story and I would have been kind oh, of okay. so Umbrella is part of it? Yes. Well, without spoiling. I, I'm not going to say how, yeah. but yes. Okay. It is, it's well, it tied sense. to the Resident Evil universe. Well, yeah. I guess they're a pretty big part. I, I heard it's... Uh, I, I didn't realize this, but... um. One of the uh, YouTubers I watch, uh, I'll just say it was Game Grumps. They were having a conversation. About yeah, it. yeah. They were playing it. And um, they were talking about how um, every every three games, they kind of hit the reset button on uh, Resident Evil and they go in a different direction. Eh. So it's I like think one, it's more two, of three, and then four came out and it took a more action oriented. And then there's four, five, six that were super action packed. Yeah. And now that seven's out, it's a new style of game yeah um i think they're doing a good job i think the villains in the game are really interesting they kind of capture that ruthless tension okay. that i think the resident evil series has been missing for a while it doesn't it feels they're invincible to you that's the um that's the the best part of a good horror game though is that and this is why i love survival yeah. horror so much uh, is getting that feeling of um Desperation yeah. and uh, that you're not the most powerful no, being. No, and this one does capture you are not powerful in this universe. You are, you are trying to escape. If you miss something, they will kill you. They will try to dismember you. First thing in the game happens, you lose a hand. So Ooh. yeah, it gets it gets pretty intense pretty quickly. I do wonder if they can keep this up for multiple games. Okay, I also heard it's very short. Uh, the five six hours. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can probably. I think that someone did it in like two and a half hours. If you wow. know, if you know what you're doing, and you just can like get past the scenes and skip a lot of the weird extras, you can probably do it really quickly. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, the, the, most of the puzzles are pretty easy. None of them are really hard, and it's 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 interesting. It it ties in in some interesting ways to the main series, and I think it works. So, what makes you think that they might not be able to do that for for uh, more because games? It worked in this game because it gave a setting that let that experience work. If okay. it wasn't in a, anything else than a house or uh, a kind of a more open setting, I don't think it, this sort of game would work as well. Interesting. It needs to have that confined space to work. That makes sense. I mean, that's that seems like it's just trying to follow the trend of what horror games also, are it, now. Also, uh, Resident Evil kept going more grand, more major stories. Yeah. This one is very much a single 
solitary story. It's that, very refreshing, though, isn't it? Yeah, I think it um, works. Um, I do like the fact. I think horror works best when it's personal stories yeah. rather than Glad grand I stories. That Resident Evil wasn't actually supposed to be horror. It had horror elements. Yeah, um, like the desperation yeah. and things like that. The limited uh, weapon supply. Yeah, uh, but for the most part, it was always just like a really tense action. Game. Yeah, yeah. Um, now I haven't played uh, Resident Evil Seven, but what I've seen is they've dropped the anime style um, action yeah. and the, the 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 tie-ins the references that that make the the story really hard to get into if you're new yeah um that make it very confusing to get into unless you've been playing since and there are, the 90s there are some callbacks okay in some of the letters and stuff like that you'll find some callbacks um, the ending has a callback which I'm not going to spoil here but there are callbacks to okay. the original series. Well, I mean, that's fair. You yeah. can do that. But the fact you, that, like, the lore you're not, not going to have characters pop in no. that well, uh, you don't understand. I'm, okay, I don't know. I've never I'm not going to spoil game, so. things. <laughs> uh, they don't have, like, Ada Wong pop up. They don't yeah. have Wesker pop in. Yeah. They make it – it's a more grounded story. It feels a more real story. Makes sense. The rest of the Resident Evil series went to weird nonsense directions. This one feels like – it could be taking place right now, and you would be like, "Ah, sure, I can believe Makes that." Sense. Yeah. yeah, it isn't. It isn't a re, uh, like a global catastrophe movie. It's uh, more of a. Uh, it's a like a character drama more than a, like a anything else on that. Cool. It's a little more intimate. It's a much more intimate story. Yeah. Interesting. Wow. I think it works. You played anything else? Uh, that taking most of my time. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've been playing some like. Uh, I've been trying to get to the good ending of uh, Bloodborne. Okay. That's not going great. Yeah, it's hard. I've it's been playing a bit of... What's that game? Um, uh, Neo? Neo? Oh, yeah, Neo. Oh, that man, you're getting I'm your really, souls on Yeah, it. yeah. I'm <laughs> really not good at that game. I, I probably will uh, sit down this weekend and see if I can plow through it. Doubt it. Yeah. But we're going to try. I like how they kind of... It's a much more action-focused Dark Souls kind yeah. of experience. And I think that really... It's what that genre needed. It really the souls genre. Yeah. That well, it's a lot. It's easier too. I don't know that it gets really hard in parts. Does it? Yeah, okay. it does. Um, but I also I, it reminded me. I, I said this in our video where we're yeah. playing it. Um, it reminds me a lot of a PS2 game. I say it. It it's reminds me of. It reminds me of PS3 Japanese games when that system first launched. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, like tail like, end of PS2 yeah. and it hit the yeah. PS3. Uh, it just sort of reminds me. Just its presentation, even its cover, looks right out of yeah. like. 2003 for it, me. <laughs> Ninja Gaiden 2 and 3. Yeah. That's what it yeah. kind of reminds me of. That's fair too. It, it has that kind of look. It's made by Team Ninja and you can tell it's made by Team Ninja because the action, the way that you do combos and link everything up, it really works that way. But yeah, that's, that's what I've been playing. Um, okay. Well, also, should we talk about Fire Emblem Heroes quickly? Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, we talked about it a couple last, last week. podcast. Yeah, last yeah, week. So we it talked came about last week. So I haven't played a lot of it okay. because I haven't liked it. There, I said it. Yes. I knew it was not going to be what I wanted when they announced yeah. it. And, uh, yeah, the callbacks are cool. The having been able to play for anyone from any Fire Emblem game is neat. Yeah, it just it's too simplified. It's way too simplified. There's no gratification. That was the best thing about Fire Emblem. It's yeah. like, yeah, you, um, you look at, like, Awakening yeah. or... Uh, Birthright Conquest, mm. there, there's this reward once everything clicks. Yeah. And it makes everything worth it. And there's, they're, they're tiny bite-sized battles that you can do yeah. on a bus ride. Like, they won't take you more than half an hour. Um, 
but it's so nice once everything falls into place. Yeah. You're like here we go, one, two, three. These ones you can finish in you don't like do a that. minute. You can't link. Uh, you can't. I don't think you can link up your characters to fight together. You can. Yeah. Only s- characters that complement each other. Yeah. So yeah. you can't. Uh, that's. I don't like that. There's okay. a, there's a lot of things about it that just. I get why you're doing this, Nintendo. Yeah. Let's stop. Yeah. It's just it don't, doesn't work. I don't love it. I think. It's not Nintendo. It was a DNA. DNA. It's Nintendo licensing out their games. It, it is. They they wanna they wanna get in on that mobile market and it's just. It's uh, to be honest, it's not awful. It's just, it's just kind of really simplified to the extreme of what that game is. Yeah. So now, I think yeah. that when they when they finally launch um, Animal Crossing, yeah, that will work. Mm-hmm. A Fire Emblem. <sighs> yeah. I, I like. I'm, I'm way too attached to Fire Emblem to 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 be into right. this. Well, let's wrap up there. Cool. Thanks for listening, everyone. For more content like this, don't forget to check out cgmagonline.com. Don't forget to check out our YouTube channel at cgmagonline. You can follow us on Twitter at cgmagonline. You can follow me on Twitter at Cody underscore Orm. You can follow Brendan on Twitter. BeefRot26. And you can follow Phil Brown at that Phil Brown. You can also check us out on... Where else are we on? Is that everything? Is that all the social media? Let's go with that for now. I can't think of any more. I'm sure we're on more, but yeah. (laughs) Um... we also have a magazine. You can check that out. We're in new issues coming out in two, three weeks. Yeah, we got got a new issue coming out pretty soon. It's all on VR. I wrote an issue. I wrote an article exploring the Sega VR headset. Mm-hmm. It was pretty, pretty interesting. I got to talk to Al Nilsson, who was the uh, one of the heads of marketing for Sega during that time period. Yeah, that was um, a, a cool personal Sega fanboy thing for me. Um, but there's a lot of cool content in that you can check out as well, and. Yeah, you can get that at your local library. If it's not there, ask for it, and they will, mm-hmm. they will request it. We're also in Chapters in Indigo. And we have a digital edition, too, that you can get at Pocket Mags, Magster, iTunes, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's it for this week. I'll see you next week. Bye.